Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee Greenest state in the land of the free Raised in the woods so he knew every tree Killed him a bar when he was only three Davy, Davy Crockett Welcome, everyone, to a Pacific Island, which will rename, which will name, blah, 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 take two. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another spectacular island getaway in the Pacific that will rename, remain nameless. I cannot say it. All this is going to stay in. I don't care. It's going to make for laughter. This is a Disney Plus movie podcast called Be Kind Rewind, if I can even get the title out right. It's been a long, long, long week, and I have been marooned on Kauai with our titular character, the Castaway Cowboy. I, of course, am Dan Teets, and waiting very patiently for me to introduce her is... Kyra Hawkins. Are you introducing me, or am I introducing myself? Oh God, the the grammar police have already shown up. This this one is off the rails. Oh gosh, I don't know anymore. Do we need to pause and do some like vocal warmups? La la li la lu la lu. No, all this is staying in. It's going to be great audio for our listeners. This is what they pay for. What? <sighs> start a, We should start a Patreon. How about a Patreon? I don't really know how that works. I don't either. If if you if you are wanting to subscribe to this on a Patreon only level, please let us know and we will set one up distinctly for you. Email as always is be kind rewind dmp at gmail dot com. Just go ahead and get that out of the way, so we can get into a movie that does not have a box office. The movie that we are talking about is the nineteen seventy four blockbuster hit. Starring James Garner, it was released on August the 1st, 1974, and actually did not have a box office release. Really? There wasn't one listed on Wikipedia, IMDb, or um, Film Mojo, I think is the third one that I went to to look for. Huh. So, so, straight to... Did they even do video then? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how people watched it. So... Hmm. I'm sure there's someone out there that this will be their favorite Disney film, and we're already getting the hate mail starting to be composed. So tell us how you watched this when it was out, so that way we could see how it came out. Um, as I said, it was named Castaway Cowboy, and I'm sure this one was on the continuously watching rotation in the Hawkins family. Am I right? Um, no, I hadn't seen it before this week, but I watched, I've now seen it one and a half times. Okay, so will there be a continuation to finish it to the second time? Probably. Okay, I have never seen it prior to this week. Did not even know it existed until I was looking at what the next listing would be, and still really don't know why this movie was made. Unless it was a attempt to get some Maverick money. Maybe. I don't know. I, like, I don't 
know a lot of James Garner movies, but I do like James Garner quite a bit, like in what I've seen. So um, I think that's why I'm going to finish it. But I like, I think I had really low expectations and I like, I kept thinking, I feel like I'm not supposed to like this movie, but he's really charming. Like, I guess there's like some, I guess there's some argument that he's kind of dull, but um, I found the character pretty charming, but maybe because of the people I grew up around, I don't know. Um, but I really enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Okay, what type of people did you grow up around that thought that James Garner was charming? I wonder. No, I want to dig into this. No, I just mean like, just the, like his the way he talks, like this character particularly, I guess, um, reminded me a lot of like my stepdad. Um, like the his work ethic and like some of the like kind of goofier jokes that he makes and yeah he had some bad jokes in this movie so um I actually was like doing like I was reading up on James Garner and he like in his autobiography wrote that the best thing in this movie is the Hawaiian scenery wow <laughs> so even James Garner himself didn't like it. Um, I mean, was it a good movie? Maybe not, but I still found it entertaining enough. I laughed quite a bit. Okay. Well, we will we will get into why you laughed quite a bit after we listen to the Wikipedia's synopsis, which says the Texas cowboy Lincoln Costain gets shanghaied in San Francisco then jumps ship and washes ashore on the Hawaiian island of Kauai, right into the arms of widow Harrietta McAvoy and her son, who are struggling to make a living as farmers. A lot of wild cattle often, stamp, often trample their crops, so Costain gets the idea to start cattle ranching instead. The Hawaiian farmhands don't readily take to the American cowboy culture, and Calvin Bryson, is a banker with eyes to grab Henrietta's land and maybe Henrietta herself. The end. That was more of like a, like that's what you put on the, like, back of the DVD cover or something. That may have been where they got it from. Who knows? Maybe. So, like, nobody wanted to write the Wikipedia plot synopsis <laughs> for this movie. I think that means that... I don't know. Like, maybe... Maybe that's why there were no box office figures. Maybe we were born for such a time as this, Dan. I don't want to be in this time. <laughs> I, I've already lived through unprecedented times the last two years. Please don't make it I my just... new job to start writing synopsises for Wikipedia entries for movies that literally had me yawning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, writing... Wikipedia plot synopses is that how you say that? Um, <laughs> it something, is now. It's like right up my alley, but also I'm like uh, too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've mentioned in previous movies regarding the all-American hero John Wayne and his son mm -hmm. that you could not stay awake for a cowboy. No, most westerns put me to sleep pretty fast. Did you stay awake for this far west? For what? For this far western. Oh, um, yeah, I did. Okay. The whole movie, but 
it's like kind of more of a, I guess it, it's not really a Western though. It's, I mean, he's teaching them how to be ranchers. I guess that we should probably um, get the content warning out of the way. Yes, please. Since you are our content warning specialist, which made you so happy when you saw this. No. Uh, <laughs> like, I think, so knowing ahead of time that there was, um, like, a content warning or advisory or whatever they call it, um, I think, like, instantly made me lower my expectations and think I'm not going to like this movie. Um, so it's kind of like a white savior trope. Um there's like some implication that the Hawaiian, like the native Hawaiians are like lazy or, um, I don't know, less, I don't want to say less educated. I don't really know. They were definitely more fun than he was mm-hmm. because he was about as straight as a straight as I've seen him in any of his roles. He's, I don't think he's ever played the straight man in, in a role that I'm aware of. So the fact that he was the butt of many jokes that did not involve the Hawaiian cowboys, and we will use that term very loosely until the end of the movie, falling on their own keisters and getting pulled off of horses and things like that. There was a little bit too much of that in the movie for my liking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that like anybody would have like that kind of experience if you're just learning how to do some of these things for the first time. But um, like, I think the main reasons for the content advisory is that like, it's a group of native Hawaiians that are like, I think they're employed by, but still like they're working in service to a white family, Mm -hmm. um, which just doesn't look good. Um, there's like some colonization issues. Like they're kind of teaching them how to do like this very Western, like white thing, um, as though it's better than their own way of life. Hmm. Um, so I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Um, yeah. Like they're kind of, it's implied that the, that the natives are lazy and childish, but Mm -hmm. that he's like, hard worker and like one like that the the his way is better than theirs which of course we know isn't true yeah and i think it's actually shown at the end of the film that their quote-unquote lazy ways are they still get the job done even if it doesn't work the way that bart maverick has them <laughs> thinking that it should be yeah uh, for the record, like I know you know this, but like for our listening audience, in this film, uh, Maverick's name is actually Lincoln Costain, which I know you read that in the synopsis <laughs> or the the liner notes, whatever you call it. Um, but you don't, you only hear him call himself Lincoln like once or twice, and then he's just Costain for the rest of the movie. Even in the opening credits, it just says Costain. Yeah. So I'm trying. I don't think it was ever discussed what he did to get himself shanghaied on a boat no and then end up just washed up on shore yeah no like he washes up on shore like at their farm it's a potato farm by the way and well um, yeah because i think they were irish and that's all the irish could do back then but we're not even going to get into that yeah (laughs) um 
So, like, the movie opens with him washing up and her son finding him, but we only know about the Shanghai, like, I, I, I had to look up what that even meant. But, like, he was, like, kidnapped and forced to, like, be a, I don't know, like a boat hand? I don't know what. I, th- I think that's a pretty good definition. It's being forced against your will onto a ship and you work until you get yourself off of said ship. Okay, so... Any way that you can. Yeah, there's no, like, explanation for that besides he just says it once. And it's... And I don't think it really figures in, but I would have liked a little bit of backstory about why all of a sudden this white man ends up on Kauai, and he's surrounded by all these, and please don't write in, natives... Who go and tell the plantation owner, for lack of a term, that there's this man who's been washed up on the island and somebody needs to come get him. I'm, I'm just saying, a five-minute clip show showing him what he did, how he got there, why he's there, might have made me be a little bit more invested in his character in the entire movie. Yeah, that's fair. But all we know is, like, he washes up, he doesn't really know where he's at mm-hmm. um he asks the son whose name is Booten, which it's like sets up a whole movie worth of jokes um, <laughs> which i guess we can get to but um he is like asking him where he's at and like how close is that to texas he just wants to get back to texas yeah so that way he can get back to his card games and be in with uh jody foster and mel gibson in another 20 years that's in, but yeah, that feels like it's in a whole other universe, although there is a card game later in this movie. Yes. That I thought was like a cute little wink Yes. to his other stuff. But um, So the kid's name is Booten, B-O-O-T-O-N, which is, I'm sorry if that's not a weird name, but to me it was a very weird name. It was, it was, it was a weird name, which may have been why he had problems pronouncing it. And I don't know if towards the end of it, he just was saying the name wrong to get a rise out of Booten. So I took it as like, because when he tells him his name is Booten, he like, it's like, what? And then the kid repeats it. And I've kind of took it as like, he knew that that was his name the whole time. He was just throwing that out there after the first time to get under the kid's skin, which is such a dad thing to do, I think. Or like a uncle or, you know, like I have a lot of relatives that do stuff like that. So uh, we hear him called Button, Barton, uh, Burton, Batten, and Bitten, which was my favorite. (laughs) Before he finally, at the very end, calls him by his actual name. And the kid is like amazed. He got it right. But I had the feeling that um, Costain was doing it on purpose. Probably because it was... It was something that would probably get a laugh out of the audience if there was anybody watching it. And you were probably laughing at it. I might have chuckled a time or two when I'm like, can the guy never get the name right? I don't understand what's going on. What is wrong with him? Yeah, no, I thought it was hilarious. I laughed every time. So, um, he's on the farm. Like, he... As soon as he realizes that there's wild cattle around, he's like, oh, yeah, I don't mind it here so so much anymore. Um, 
But he's like got to earn money or something to get a passage back to Texas because that's the ulterior motive until the very end. Yeah. Um, I appreciated his dedication. He really just wanted to go home, and it sounded like he had like a good um, like cattle operation at home. Yeah. So um, let's see. They have a 10,000 acre potato farm. And, uh, which was a struggling potato farm, which yeah. kind of made me laugh, despite the fact that I thought just about anything would grow in Hawaii. Because isn't it mostly like lava fields and things like that? Or am I just not familiar with the layout of the land? I've never been, so I mm. can't say for sure. Um, so yeah, like she's having some issues with the farm and financially as a result. And so, um, like the relationship with the guy, I guess he's a banker. Um, Cal, 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 what's his last name? Cal Bryson. Bryson. Um, so I, I, the money stuff like was kind of over my head. I was bored by that part. So I wasn't really caring so much, but I guess she's like constantly borrowing more and more money from him or something. Yeah, the the ranch or the land was not producing like she thought it was going to, and so she's going further and further in debt to Bryson, and Bryson's got this shady, slimy, evil henchman that is trying his best to get to make sure that, that she can't get paid, and I'm we're gonna go ahead and skip to probably about seven-eighths through the movie, where he finally gets his comeuppance, and I'm actually surprised that he wasn't dead after being stampeded by cattle and horses. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, at first I thought, oh, no, well, that's over with, and then he wasn't, which, I mean, I guess it's a Disney movie, and it, like, him, yeah, like, we're jumping way ahead, but it moved that moved the plot forward a little bit more, um, so... Yeah, the the henchman was there mainly <laughs> sorry, so that Bryson didn't get his hands dirty, and so that there was plausible deniability by Bryson. He's like, oh, I didn't know what was going on. And the first time that I actually saw the, the bad guy, which doesn't even get a name in the synopsis, he's... I thought for sure that he was going to be the bad guy, but he's just slimy henchman number one, and he's constantly trying to work his way in to make sure that the cattle don't get rustled or that the cowboys don't get taught how to be cowboys. Yeah, he's just like there to throw wrench a wrench in the plan constantly, mm-hmm. like just sabotage. And then we had Malacoma. He was scary. I did not like this character. I didn't see the point of him. Well, he was your voodoo witch doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot about that part. So, I guess that makes sense. But, like, the aggression that he was showing to Costain, um, like, I wish that that hadn't been part of the movie. Because it Mm -hmm. didn't really do anything. Except, I guess it kind of sets him up, sets Malakoma up later to be used um, by um, Bryson mm-hmm. as like a tool to continue to try to thwart his um, attempts to help Henrietta, which, oh, okay. 
the relationship with Bryson and Henrietta really bothered me because, like, it's like he's asking her, and like you get the idea that it's not the first time he's like constantly like trying to marry her, mm-hmm. and she just keeps turning him down, and um, he's like got this power over her with the finances and the farm thing, and then he's like actively working against her interests, which. Ugh. Like, I know he's the villain, but I just found that completely disgusting. I guess you're supposed to, because he's the villain. Yeah. Um, it just, like, it, it reminded me a little bit of, like, Gaston and Beauty and the Beast, where he's, like, mm-hmm. trying to marry Belle, but he's constantly working against her to try to manipulate the situation and have power over her. Um, which, I guess, is, like, that plays into the whole damsel in distress trope. Like Henrietta needed a man to save her one way or another. And it was either going to be Costain who had genuine motives or Bryson who was disgusting and manipulative. Yeah. Unfortunately she chose the better of the two men. Mm -hmm. So, um, so another thing like that comes up later like, as Costain is teaching the Hawaiians how to be, like, cattle ranchers, um, is that he's, like, he complains about their clothes, which they're, like, you know, they're dressed like you would kind of expect. I don't know what mm-hmm. the year this is supposed to be. Yeah, it, do- it doesn't really... I'm going to guess, like, probably early 1900s. Uh... Um, it, and it's not even really implied, like, it's not implied... Um, it's not clear whether this is pre-statehood um, or after Hawaii has become a state. I'm, I would be willing to guess that it's probably early 1900s, so definitely pre-statehood. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because like there's still like white settlers basically coming in, and anyways, um, as he's teaching them, he's like complaining about the clothing that they're wearing and how. I mean, I guess he has a point that it's not right for this particular kind of work, but mm-hmm. it's like, well, they're comfortable, and so like, she kind of defends them, but it's just further like degradation of of those um, of that culture, I guess. But after his um, poker game that he won, he goes out and buys them all quote nice cowboy outfits. Because they're yeah. kind, of, they're kind of like what Doc Brown dressed dressed Marty up in in Back to the Future Three yeah. when he sent him back to the old West. Yeah, I mean they're definitely more colorful. Yeah. Um, I I didn't catch that he bought them clothes, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of scrolling through and I can see he and he bought them really good boots, which yeah. of course that's important if you're working cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, so good on him. I I liked um. So in between these two things happening, there's um, like some really fun montages. I'm guessing that you thought they were too long because you kind of hinted at that. But like there's a montage where he's teaching them how to lasso things, which made me laugh a lot because they're (laughs) like lassoing fence posts, lassoing like, I don't know, milk, uh, those big milk can things, Um, lassoing a rocking chair on the porch. It just. It was silly. It made me laugh a lot. Um, It was like almost slapstick humor there. So there's a lasso montage. There's um, a learning how to ride horses montage. Uh, There's 
like a cattle drive that they have. I just thought that they were all, oh, there's a roundup. Yeah. The cattle drive has a roundup to Mm -hmm. it. I just thought those were all fun. Well, since we just talked about the cattle roundup, did you notice the X on the side of the first cattle that the Hawaiian rounded up? Yeah, I put it in my notes because I was like, these are supposed to be wild cattle, and that one is so clearly branded. So uh, I like, so I think she stole a cow. <laughs> I think it's probably just a production error, but <laughs> it like I wonder how many people noticed that. It definitely stood out to me. Well, it um, was actually in the IMDb as a goof. So okay. that makes sense. It was I thought it was hilarious, like. But, like, I love Twister, so I love stupid stuff like that that gets left in. Especially, like, this movie doesn't seem to take itself very seriously, so I thought it was funny. Yeah, especially considering it was actually considered a Western, an American Western adventure film. I wouldn't call it an adventure, but all right. Okay, Disney, thanks for that. Uh, Disagree. Filmed on location in Hawaii, so thank you for the beautiful scenery. Mm Mm-hmm. And thank you for James Garner pointing out that the best thing was the scenery. Yeah. I, I don't know how I missed reading that on the Wikipedia page. Oh, when, it's just a tiny little blip. Well, yeah, but when, when the synopsis is about as long as what I just read, that's it's pretty easy to, to overlook it. Um, so another thing I thought was charming, uh, but it's like, so Booten hates Cal Bryson. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, the only good thing about him is he has good rock candy. And <laughs> uh, Costain is like, well, that's, yeah, that's something not everybody important. can say. Um, I just, like, they, Costain and Booten become fast friends. And I thought their friendship was really sweet. Um, you can tell that that he, like, has affection for the kid pretty early mm-hmm. on. And then they have a conversation where, like, as they're getting to know each other, Booten is like, have you ever been married? And he's he says something like, I haven't met anybody that can afford me or something. And he's like, so never, ever, basically. And um, <laughs> uh, he's like, so you've never been married? And Costain says, I had smallpox once. It was about the same. <laughs> I actually, I wrote that down. I was, there was a couple of good turns of phrases because he says it's easier to make a cherry pie out of barbed wire than to make a cowboy out of a lot of them oh yeah um there was the smallpox um <laughs> in the same conversation Booten says you can't have kids if you ain't married and he says yeah ain't that a mercy <laughs> he's so happy to be a bachelor um i i'm sorry but disney got that wrong or, or are we just not supposed to imagine that things like that happened back yeah, in? Yeah, I think like it, it was a like a impropriety, probably. I mean, plus like think about the time, but uh, like the time that the movie we yeah. think is supposed to be set. But oh, that made me laugh so much. Like he's just such a bachelor, and ah, um, oh, shoot, I just I just really liked the dynamic between those two, and at some point. Um, Cal Bryson says something to Booten that he had complained about earlier and just the faces that they make at each other Mm -hmm. in that moment made me laugh a lot. And 
And uh, Costian looks at him and says, well, at least he's got good rock candy. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Yeah, I just... Um, I, besides, like, the low-key, like, racism, which normally would make me a lot more upset, like, I don't know, I don't want to justify it. I can... But I can see, like, when you're trying to do a certain job, like, you do need the right kind of clothes. And I don't know. There's a comment that Henrietta makes to him later that's like, you can't change a whole a whole culture overnight. And that was kind of gross. Like, you don't need to change their culture. Like, you can mm-hmm. still teach them to do this job. But um, if the, just the, if you can look past the implication that... Costain's like way of life is implied I'm repeating myself but hmm. look past that they're implying that his way of life is better than um, the Hawaiians I thought this movie was funny and and mostly sweet I think you're also supposed to think that there's like a budding romance between Costain and Henrietta they had no <coughs> chemistry I was like I think you're supposed to think that I just was like, no, this is more like a friendship. He's just helping her. Um, I just did. I wasn't picking up on any kind of romantic chemistry between those two at all. Yeah, there was a, and I actually put in the notes, I'm not sure if this movie is supposed to be a comedy or a romance. And now we know that it was neither. It was an advent. Why can I not talk tonight? An action adventure movie. So, yeah, at the end of the film, when the boats are riding off into the sunset with the cows, what happens then? I was confused about that whole thing. Um, because there's no more cows on the island, I don't think, unless they just rounded up one small herd. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Like The guy was like, we're taking them to California, but how many did he buy? I don't know. But it mm-hmm. like it seems like she's supposed to be set for a while, I guess. Like they saved the farm and turned it into a cattle ranch, but without that, any cattle. Yeah, I hope that they kept some because like the only way you can have a cattle ranch is to have cattle um, and like breed them and have more cattle to sell. So I don't know. This has been deep thoughts, Sarah <laughs> Hawkins. Can't have a cattle ranch without any cattle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, I don't know, there's like a whole, the whole thing with Malakoma, like, putting a curse on, um, what's his name, Kino? Yeah, I didn't really understand that at all, because he's just riding along, and all of a sudden, he, it looked like he blacked out, was what happened, because his eyes went fuzzy, and then suddenly he just falls off his horse, and... Oh, yeah, by the way, he's got a voodoo curse, so none of the other cattle men are going to want to work for you until you get rid of it. Yeah, so, like, I don't remember how obvious they make it, but I'm pretty sure, like, he was doing that on behalf of Bryson. Yeah. Like, like he had been told to do that or paid to do that or something. Um, I, I didn't, I wish that, like, they hadn't had to, like, duke it out and, like, punch each other a whole bunch but um i guess i appreciated the way that um costain was able to turn him and get the cursor whatever Mm -hmm. removed but i don't know like i 
I want to be careful what I say because I don't know enough about um, the Hawaiian culture or um, any of that to speak with any kind of knowledge or authority. But like, I wish that they had found some other way to do that. Yeah, there, there definitely would be. It would not be quite so blunt in the oh well to get from A to B we got to do C which involves this this and this if it were to be remade today but this on the on the matter of the actual fight I actually wrote down they went into the cave of the dead gods and I almost thought it was the same cave that Bobby Brady found the totem in the Hawaiian episode oh um, so I know what you're talking about, but I'm not, I've not seen it. I'm not familiar with that at all. <laughs> but like, you, like they use the same set. I, I don't know if they use this. Well, it was filmed on location, so it couldn't have been the same set, but just the, the very beginning when he starts walking into the cave before he actually gets into the, all the idols and everything that's set up and the burning tiki torches and all that it i was expecting friend to trip over like a little tiki god mm-hmm. and he was going to put it all over his head and that was going to help him win the fight because he now had the good power to beat the bad people but of course that would have been probably cultural appropriation well we've already got the content warning so yeah i mean i'm surprised that they didn't have something like that like we we know that old school Disney wasn't afraid to do things like that. So, or I don't know. I I don't want to give them too much credit. Sometimes I wonder <laughs> like how much of this is intentional. Like obviously a lot of the like anti Asian stereotypes that they use like that's intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I wonder like if they had known better on some of these things that are a little less obvious or a little, you know, more subtle. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they had done better, if they'd known or understood what they were doing. So I don't know. Again, we've, we've seen them do some pretty gross things. So I don't want to give them too much credit. All right. I mean, so, I don't really have that much more that we haven't covered. Yeah. I mean, the movie ends with them selling the cattle and it's a happy ending. And I guess he's going to stay. He's going to stay and marry Henrietta. Oh, I hope And not. raise Booten to be a proper cowboy. I, I don't without know. Without any cattle. So, like, at the end of the movie, um, like, the guy, whoever, I don't even really remember much about the character, but the guy who buys the cattle, um, they're standing around. Okay, I had to, like, skip ahead a little bit because it looked like maybe um, Costain kissed her. Oh, he does. He kisses her forehead. But it really seems like... <laughs> Nothing says I love you like a kiss on the forehead. He gives her a little hug. Like he, it's kind of a side hug because they're like, talking to somebody and facing somebody. and um, He hugs her. He kisses her forehead. He kind of plays with her nose in a cute little way. Which, to me, seemed like the only time that there was... Like, oh, maybe there is something there. But there, it seems like the rest of the movie, they're just friends. Yeah. So yeah, and and they and they left it so if people would have discovered this and demanded a sequel, they probably could have figured out something, but no sequel was needed. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah, they didn't need to do this. He does, like, oh, I know what it is. So the guy who buys the cattle, like, offers him the chance to go with him. And, like, mm-hmm. he, well, that's how I can get back to Texas. But then he decides to stay because Miss McAvoy needs him. Uh, and he calls the Hawaiians pineapple cowboys, which I wanted to think was funny. But I also was like, I, I don't know if that's appropriate. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It just, it seemed a little, like, at first I kind of laughed. I was like, wait a second. Um, that might not be okay. Like, it's obviously supposed to be funny. But he's yeah. like, I don't think anybody else can handle them. Oh, they're people. <laughs> Yeah, it was... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like like I said earlier, was it a good movie? I don't know. Did I like it? Yes. But it definitely has problems. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. I think it has more problems than the content warning gives us implications of. Yeah, it does. So... So one thing that bothered me, <laughs> probably more than it should <laughs> like this is a very small thing, but like Booten keeps calling the cattle critters. Um, are cattle critters? Because I thought critters were small, like raccoons or mice or like little things. I, I don't know how I missed that. Oh, he does it more than once. And oh my like, gosh. each time it's two or three times. I'm like, oh, they're, they're not, they're not small. I don't know. Maybe that's. I don't know, maybe I'm picky about adjectives. I don't know. Yeah, I, I for for whatever reason, I must have zoned out or was taking notes each time that he was calling them the critters. So I'm I'm not sure. It. Yeah, I mean the movie ends with them like lassoing the cattle on the beach, and that the that, critters. Yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of skipped over the whole, like, the rest of the conflict with Bryson. Eventually, um, like, Costain confronts him and gets the note canceled. Because, like, they had proof that he was interfering mm-hmm. and working against her. And he ends up arrested. Whatever. Um, I don't know. Like, there were there were some holes and some things that they could have done in different ways. I still enjoyed it for what it was. I think I really think it's just that James Garner charmed me. So he did his job. Yeah, I mean he's handsome, he's funny, um, he had some pretty good jokes. So oh, and he gets to play cards, yeah. which I thought was cute. Um, he wins um, the one like henchman's hat, which made me laugh because then he like shows him like rolling up the sides and putting it on his head, and so he's got a cowboy hat finally. Yeah. The only other note that I have is back at the very beginning when he gets woke up by Lily. What what was her name? I don't know what her job was. I think she's a cook or helper to Henrietta, and her name was Lilia. Lilia? I don't know. I I know I'm getting that wrong. He he gets woke up by her feeding him something that Booten says would have put hair on his chest. And was made of raw fish, lizard powder, and dry squid. And he's like, oh, I'm not hungry. Just, just put a little rice and you got yourself a sushi roll there. Yeah. I mean. So, okay, that that character, I liked her. Um, I did like her. She was funny, but also, like, I, 
I wish that they had done, but this shows up in a ton of movies, especially like some of the ones we've seen and movies from this time period where they have these like um, non, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like English is not their first language, Mm -hmm. but it's like the way they speak it is so broken um, that it almost seems like they're kind of making fun of it. Um, like, I wish they hadn't done that. And we see that a little bit with that character. Uh, well, most of the Hawaiians actually, but, um, I don't know, to their credit, they did act, they had real, um, Pacific Islanders playing some of these characters. Hmm. So okay. like good on that. Like that's something that we've seen them mess up time and time again. So yes. yeah, I checked not all of them were, but quite a few of them were. Well, good for you, Disney. You did a good job. Yeah. With one thing. Right. You got something right in this with all them critters. All right. Um, do you have anything else before we go ahead and tie it to the boat? Um, I don't think so. Oh. I just, I, oh, go ahead. It, it just hit me when I said tie it to the boat. What in, what in the world made him figure out that the way to get the, the cows on the ship was to tie them to the raft? And have them float out. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It looked very <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, I'm sure that that's probably a real way that they that people have moved livestock at some point. Um, but they did it did show them like having the cattle like on a raft, and that didn't go so well. Yeah. So um, maybe that was like a trial and error thing. Um, I felt bad for those cattle, but again, I'm like you would think that they would have people on set to monitor that. Um, surely that's been done before. It just looked uncomfortable Yeah. for the cattle and difficult for the workers. Yes. All right. Well, with that, we will move into the three questions. Question number one, what is today's impact on this movie? Would it be made? How would it be made? Would the cattle be treated properly? Um, would it be made? Probably not. If they remade this, um, I'd probably watch it, but like, who's going to play James Garner? Um, (laughs) if they did remake it, how would it be different? Uh, I mean, I would hope that there wouldn't be the, um, like kind of gross, low key racism against native Hawaiians. Like we've evolved (laughs) <laughs> I don't think, like, I think if, if they made it again, that it wouldn't be that way. He'd probably have, like, a different attitude toward them. Yeah. And what was the third one? Would the key, would the cat, would, blah, 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 blah. Oh, would the cattle? Be treated properly. Yes, for sure. There will be a little line at the very end, right below, no groots for her <laughs> making of this film, that says, no cattle or horses or any other critters were harmed in the making of this film. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 they, <laughs> movie makers, do a much better job of those things. And um, it's it's just, like, crazy to think, it's a little off topic, I guess, but it's crazy to think how far um, filmmaking in Hollywood has come in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's encouraging. I mean, it's, it's better. Like, it's good to not be racist. It's good to not have... <laughs> negative depictions of other cultures because we're not better than them. So I, yeah, like I can appreciate that. And I like, 
it's it's good to know that if they did do this again, it would be different and better. Yeah. Minus James Garner. <laughs> All right. Well, our second question, which is pretty easy to answer, is this movie mirrored in culture? Nope. You don't see that 10,000 acre cattle farm in Kauai that this was based on? I mean, maybe it's there. Maybe that's a real thing, but like, it's not as a result of this movie, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, and question number three, how does this movie fit into today's culture? Does it? I mean, if we were to cut out all of the stereotypes and the... Well, it's not really stereotypes. It's the mischaracteristics. It will be about a 20-minute movie. And it'll be on after Name That Prawn. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I would. I think that they would have some of those ridiculous montages regardless of who is learning to be cowboys. Because, um, like, that could be played for laughs in any race or culture. If you like, anytime you put someone who knows absolutely nothing about what they're doing into that kind of situation, mm-hmm. it's gonna like it's gonna be funny. So it's just I think it was just made gross by the fact that he's white and um, they're like kind of subservient to him, and uh, he's like obviously thinks that his that he's better and his way of life is better. Well, it's a very deep subject. Sorry, this... on a serious note. James Garner is handsome and funny and goofy. <laughs> and that brought it all back. I okay. keep saying that. I yeah. just like James Garner. I went on a deep dive of James Garner research. Not research, really. I was just like reading up some on some things. And it's like, oh, he's cool. And so now you have a video library to watch of James Garner films that will last you all weekend long. Actually, I was thinking like, cause you know, I've thought about what if we did like a John Wayne podcast, but no, I don't no. 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 I, I don't think I could talk about John Wayne. But then I thought, what if I what if we did a whole series of like let's watch James Garner movies and just work our way through his catalog or filmography whatever I but mean would, <laughs> hashtag would Kyra stay awake for that first of all um, and also hashtag I'm way too lazy to do that <laughs> someone else would have to take the initiative and I'll just be along for the ride yeah so if you like either of these ideas <laughs> Let us know what the name of your um, podcast is, and we will pimp it out when your first episode releases. And then Kyra can be on for the John Wayne playing Genghis Khan episode. Episode. Oh. Hey, you said it. No. You said you'll be along for the ride. I'm gonna have to. We have to stop talking about John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's talk about happier things. Let's talk about next week's movie. Okay. The Island at the Top of the Earth. Is it Earth or World? Isn't it all the same? I think it is on top of the world. Yeah, that's what, that's what I have on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that is your homework. So, if 
Pacific Islanders aren't your cup of tea, just wait till we talk about next week's movie. Yeah, it's like the polar opposite. Literally. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, there's your homework. Like I said, if you do have a John Wayne podcast or a James Garner podcast, we and wanna, you would... What? I said we want to be on it. Kyra would love to be on the John Wayne <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you guys, she brought it up. Um, you can hit us up at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. Of course, the DMP stands for Disney Movie Plus Podcast. Disney Plus Movie Podcast. I don't know why I can't get things right tonight. It has been a very long week, month, and year thus far. So, as we do every week, until we meet again, stay safe, stay hungry, and watch out for that cattle stampede. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. I thought they were supposed to be coming out with a Mr. Mouth and his Magoo group, or whatever the name of the... Dr. Teeth. That's what I said, Mr. Mouth, Dr. Teeth. <laughs> that sounds like you ordered your Muppet on Wish.